0: Okay, hey, welcome everybody. It's five o'clock. Uh, we have a quorum, so we'll call the meeting to order. Um, we have a new member, so we'll be doing introductions in a, in a minute, but we also have a guest who'd like to speak to us. So why don't we do the agenda uh, up through public discussion, and then we'll stop and do introductions. So uh, first, I ask, and there's, first, I need to ask for a motion to approve the August 24th, board no, board meeting agenda. That's today's agenda. So moved. Seconded. All in favor. All right. Aye. Any opposed? Thank you. And man, like, like, i like to invite John mean, Kenyon, the executive director of the Iowa City UNESCO City of Literature, has a public comment for us. Welcome, John. Thank you. You want me
1: anywhere? To- yeah, you know, wherever you're comfortable. As yeah, you okay. Fair enough. No really good play. <laughs> Great. Um, again, I'm John Kenny, and I'm the and executive Trusty. director. What that? And past trustee. Past trustee, yes, that's true. Yes. <laughs> um, executive director of the City of Literature organization. And as I'm sure you all are aware, uh, recent legislation that was passed has uh, put school librarians in a predicament and uh, forcing people to deal with book banning issues. And so our organization. Had put together uh, basically a response to that a letter uh, i believe ellsworth has that in front of you uh and it's really our organization's response to this but also we are hoping to get other organizations to sign on it so we've been sharing that it's, uh for instance uh, the Corvo library the north liberty library shared it with ellsworth um, I think iowa city i believe is going to sign off on this and we are reaching out to other entities and organizations this week Um, The idea is just to present kind of a a more united front uh, of organizations and individuals who uh, believe, as this letter does, that uh, this is not the direction that our state needs to go in, that it is counterproductive rather than um, something that we want to pursue. And so I talked with Ellsworth about the library signing off on this. Um, and we talked about maybe the board being a better entity because the city may as an entire entity sign off on this. And if the board endorsed it, it would be an opportunity for an entity or a portion of the library to speak beyond just being a part of the city. So um, I just wanted to present that to you folks here, um, see if you had any questions. I guess I would say uh, we are looking to put this out probably my hope would be sometime next week just so that we can be uh, as close to the start of school as possible, uh, knowing that people are going to start feeling the impacts immediately if they haven't already, and to get it out there and continue to build consensus so you know, organizations and individuals can certainly sign on uh, after that initial release, but we'd like to have uh, as many as possible right away. So think that can make the greatest impact. So just want to see if you have any questions about that or any thoughts to share. Good letter. Yes. I will let the folks who wrote it know
0: about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, John. We're, we're in a little bit of a predicament because we did not have time to get this on the agenda, no. which keeps us from taking formal action on right. it tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll, I'll bring this up again in my president's report and, we might,
1: might discuss possibilities at that point sure so, yeah thanks a lot for bringing it to yeah no, this is fine uh and again uh, ellsworth obviously knows how to reach me but if you have any questions or any thoughts uh beyond tonight feel free to let me know yeah i do have
2: a quick question have sure. you reached out to any of the um state teacher association any of the uh for example our library is going and have you connected to those groups
1: we have not specifically on this i mean we've been in conversations with them uh okay. in the past and of course yeah. sam has helped us out greatly in that okay. but um yeah we're continuing to compile a list of organizations that we'll reach out to and okay. ask for that so yeah thank you those are great suggestions
2: i am a school librarian and i really appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> um it's already appreciate come up. <laughs> yeah it's been coming up teachers are nervous they're scared so um any support that happens, I can't make a statement because the school district makes statements, but I can just say that from colleagues, we appreciate this. Great, right. would love to see reach out to some of the teacher groups because I do think they're feeling, um, yeah, outside. Oh, thank you for the slide. Yeah, yeah,
0: thanks, John. All right, appreciate I'll leave you to be your business. It. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, hey, so we do have a, a new member and a returning member. Thank you, Robin. Um, uh, so maybe we just go around the table and do brief introductions. Um, I'll leave it to you to decide. To, I've been in a lot of meetings recently where I was asked questions like your favorite summer vegetable and uh, most memorable first day of class, and uh, we can. You know, whatever he feels appropriate. and Lucy <laughs> if you don't mind we'll start with you. oh my.
2: <laughs> I'm Lucy Santos Green, I'm the director of the School of Library and Information Science at the University of Iowa. I'm very excited to be here. It is the most northern part of the United States I've ever lived in in my life. so,
3: <laughs> wait till january <laughs> well
2: I, I moved here in january so i actually yeah i came in on the full thing And um, but my my background in librarianship is actually as a school librarian i was a school librarian in texas for many years and for that a classroom teacher so i'm extremely passionate about um k-12 education but also collaborative systems and partnerships between the public library and the school library so excited to see what we do here in
0: town well, welcome lucy I'm DJ John. Um, uh, my main reason for becoming a
1: trustee was uh, I was a teen parent and uh, we used a lot of the library's uh, services uh, when we were going through that and it was invaluable. So this is my way of trying to figure out a way to make um, access to the library and uh, this, the uh, services it offers uh, more equi- more equitable and available to more people and basically just lift up the community.
4: Uh, My name is Dan Stevenson. Uh, I teach eighth grade U.S. history down in West Liberty. I've been there for (laughs) 17, 16, 17 years now. Um, And uh, been on the board here for the past two. Share that I was really proud. The first year back to school that i was on the board i completely forgot the uh, august meeting <laughs> <laughs> back to school the day before a couple of days before so i'm, I'm right. feeling really awesome tonight. <laughs> <laughs> to be here i mean way to show
0: up right? yeah <laughs> <laughs> well done
2: yeah. um i'm claire matthews i was um an interim board member for a minute and Happy to actually be on a full term now. Been, I was here for um, a little over a year, like a year and a month or so before, and now I'm officially on for a full term. I'm a school librarian at Lucas Elementary School, which is one of the smaller but more diverse schools. Um... I'm
3: John Rayburn. I'm a retired English professor from the University of American Studies. Uh, and I'm probably uh, the only person in this room, maybe not, but who used the library when it was across the street mm-hmm. in the old Carnegie building. Mm-hmm. I took my children to, to that library when I moved here in the mm-hmm. 1970s. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I'm Hannah Schultz. I've been on the board for four years, and I work for Feeding America's National Organization office
5: uh my day job.
4: Joseph Massa. I think uh, now that you're on the board, I'm not the newest, (laughs) I've been on here a few months anyway. Uh, Work in nonprofit management, uh, primarily, though, um, manage the financial portion of my family's farm interests, which are throughout the state of Iowa. Um, But uh, glad you're here. Thank you.
5: Um, I'm Robin Petzold. I'm the Johnson County representative here. Um, I'm the returning person. I don't know what to say. I've been here for a long time. I live around the room, and I think only you've been. Jason's been no longer than me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 17. I've been
2: here 17.
5: I've been on the board. This is my Yeah, so I would... Go like Yeah, I think you were here, but um, I raised my kids in this library. I've been here for a long time. And, um, yeah. and sitting on the trustees,
0: this is my 13th year. Yeah.
2: That's nice to meet you <clears throat>
0: Maybe we could just quickly coordinate or introduce yourselves.
2: i I'm started back in 2014. I've worked in administrative services. I'm Dan I'm, I'm the collection services coordinator at Oversee Collection Development and Technical Services. I've worked for the Iowa State Public Library since 2008. But, um, since 2008. I'm Katie Bush, I'm the development coordinator, and I run IOC for the Library Funds Foundation. And I've been here about ten months. Okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Angie Pelkington, I'm a hey. children's services coordinator. I've been here since 2015, but I've been a children's manager of libraries uh, since 2002. I'm Jason Wallace, uh, Health services coordinator. Uh, i helped many positions here. Um, Many different departments, and now um, now seeing. Them. So it's teens and adults. Mm-hmm. I'm Sam Helmick. I'm the Community Access Services Coordinator, <laughs> which means I'm responsible for the teams who provide circulation, outreach, marketing, and local services. Um, so I rest on the world of a lot of great people. Um, and I've been here since September of just 2020 when y'all were doing something fancy called curbside service. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: thank you, everybody. That- um, so, we'll move to item four on the agenda. Four A is the review of the fourth quarter financial statistics. So uh,
3: that's open for discussion. I have a, I have a question. Uh, does the library have a sinking fund? You know, many a sinking fund like uh, uh, money is collected on a uh, basis of of the uh, the Length of time, uh, uh, like a furnace is going to last. Oh, and you you know save one tip of it each year if it's a twenty year
6: expectation. Yes, we have. those what are those lines called? The I'm not, I'm thinking that's what thinking. I, was I think you said sinking the word? What would the replacement?
2: Funds. Funds, yeah.
6: We have replacement funds, and there's also sort of the general um, asset list system where where we schedule those replacement out, and that is scripted money that's just sort of moved invisibly through the budget. Yeah, good, glad to hear it. And I know that this is a relatively dense document and the way that it is presented to the board does um, compress some, some line items into the single categories. So I'm happy to answer questions here. Whether they're they were they met the criteria for the memo or not, um, yeah. some of them have um, names that go back a yeah. long time. Yeah. So that descriptors that made a lot of sense at one point, like paper products, maybe are are ready to be updated next time there's that overhaul of the lines. Um, also, if anybody's looking at this and feeling like I'd really like to do a deep dive um, of questions that might not have a place right now at this table. Oh, we're always happy to do those one on Um, John and I can sit down and really go through our, our budget software um, and show more detail, but um, happy to talk through it. Other
0: questions or comments?
6: Just a whole ton
0: of numbers. Yeah. But I do appreciate the memo, pointing out
4: the stuff that's uh, deviating. So when will we be able to start seeing the expenditures and receipts starting July 1st,
6: 2023? So the expenditures, um, so the disbursements are always in the back of the packet. Um,
4: I mean, though, how does it compare like to the budget?
6: So well, so we'll do quarterly updates of where we are in the budget. And those are usually year, two. Year to date, but also with a year-over-year comparison. Um, So they're just done on a quarterly basis. We can always include other documentation either as part of my report or in the special memo um, if there are certain lines that people would like highlighted. And with our budget software, we can do a very granular dive, kind of back. I don't know when munis was started being used by the city, but going pretty far back.
0: Comments or questions on this agenda item? Move to 4B, which is policy review. Uh, Policy 816, library access for sex offenders convicted of sex offenses against minors. So this is one of our regular, we go through all the policies on a cycle regular review um, and board action is required to approve the policy. Does anybody have any questions or comments about this policy?
3: I have a question. The legal uh, document says, the Iowa Code, says the librarian and chief of the library can overturn or can can give permission for one of these people to. Mm But then that is taken away
6: in the internal document, and I wondered why. That is accurate. Bar policy has a more um, conservative language than the the code. Um, that My understanding of that is that it's to, the, the policy helps define whether somebody does fall into the category of a sex offender convicted of a sex offense against a minor, and then I would typically deny that. According to policy, I would deny that request. If somebody wanted to appeal it, they would bring it to the board. Um,
3: I, I would just recommend to you, and to all of you actually, uh, a novel by uh, Russell Banks, um, who's a quite distinguished writer, died this last year, called The Lost Memory of Skin. And it's about uh, a group of sexual offenders in Miami who are living under a bridge. And the person who is most centrally discussed in the novel is a young man in his twenties who was a, he was convicted of sexual offense against a minor because he had a girlfriend who was seventeen years old. And I thought of him if he came to appeal to be able to use the library. Good sense would probably say yes, uh, but I mean. That category of people, and I'm not defending that category of people, but they're they have a life basically a life um, uh uh sentence. You know, they're they're never free of that. They never are to have a tongue for it. So uh I, I think we should take re- remove that uh and make it possible. I, it may never happen, uh, but to make it at least possible that someone with a with a pretty good excuse to, uh, or, you know, not a, a, a heinous crime, uh, could be able to use the library.
6: And I think that's a really valuable comment to make sure that the context is there. People who uh, fit that definition are able to have library cards and use all of the other library services than coming in the building. Right. So that is. Um, built in as a just a core right. access piece. Um, I know that there has been a lengthy discussion about this policy at previous meetings. Um, and if anybody wants to, to bring that, that information back, that's that's fine too.
5: Go for it, Teach.
4: <laughs> no, not right now.
5: <laughs> I, the one thing I want to say is in the past discussions, there's also an issue of meeting rooms versus going past the gate, and that they, we may be looking at that in two different areas and the ability to access a public meeting versus going into the stacks that, that we discussed them in two different ways. Because there, there had been someone who appealed this wanting to know if they could attend some um, political related meetings. Um, I think it was during presidential election period. As a voter, can they attend? Um, and there's just different ways of looking at that. But, but as i well reinforce what you said, materials are accessible. It's just the ability to congregate may be a little more difficult.
0: Does current policy in any way um, limit use of uh, things like the bookmobile or the... Yes. Okay. Okay. bookmobile will be included in the book.
4: The, the physical space, of the board. okay. Has there ever been a case that's been brought to the board?
6: Mm-hmm. There has. It was there before has. I got It okay. oh. has, and,
4: and and I will say, I think it is my personal feeling is that is a better decision, better made by a group such as the board than you know to be hoisted on a single person to you know seems like let's say a fairly major judgment um, that should be. Undertaken by all of us rather. Uh, yeah. Robin, were you part of that mm-hmm.
5: We not only had the, the Pearson appealing, we had the city attorneys here, we had the uh, opponents attorneys here, we had the prison systems advocate um for the issue. So uh there is the the, the system or the, the ability to appeal is accessible, it's just it's complex.
0: It has some encumbrances, okay.
6: I've had um, people make an inquiry about access since I've been here. I've never had anyone followed up with an appeal to the board. Um, In all but one instance, sharing the process of how you would get a library card and use it with either a proxy or with digital resources has satisfied the need. Um, The other instance was somebody who wanted to come um, to access the bookstore. Um, and since that's not really a singular service, that, that type of service can be found elsewhere. Um, my decision was that that, that did not warrant um, seeking access for that individual. Mm-hmm. I,
0: I, I um, discussed this with Ellsworth and we got input from the city attorney's office. My, Concern is that we don't have any definition for what criteria we would use in an appeal. It it would really be a Mm free-floating discussion and decision. And um, and I I've I've come to become comfortable with that. But it it would be a I mean it wouldn't necessarily be if if you know if you know if the library director just made a flat-out mistake that would be easy. But if it was a question of this person's political process, well, that would be a hard decision. I, I guess I got comfortable with the fact, well, we'll just have to figure out what we, what we think if it ever comes to it.
5: And, and what helped me was it's not always black or white. Maybe it's yes under certain conditions or
0: structure uh, uh-huh. or... That's probably why it needs to be necessarily ambiguous on the review process, but yeah. at the same time, I feel like we do need some type of bathroom, to air quotes here, but yeah. redemption or... Yeah, yeah. It's probably a long word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I had a lot of experience hearing appeals of student discipline cases, and my um, anchor was, well, I'm going to apply the policy, and here we would policy is unambiguous there, mm-hmm. there, there is no swap in the policy so we would be going beyond the policy as I say I got got comfortable with that uh, partly because it will be a rare day that that happens that it ever happens
2: okay remind me about the meeting rooms at one point there was like closed caption TV options or something like that and now we no long no longer have that and hey Vaguely remembering something about being able to access reading remotely. And now I don't remember.
6: <laughs> during the code during the COVID closure and immediately after, like during the reopening phasing, we did live stream a lot of our programs. It was and, library programs. It wasn't like I don't think we have external live programs. streamed non-library programs that I remember. Um Jason's affirming that. So uh, okay. but that's an interesting point to this, because we do have the capability in many Zoom. of our
2: spaces. I mean, Zoom exists for everyone, if you're thinking about attending a well, not everyone, well, there's ways.
6: Did
5: we live stream League of
6: Women Voters meetings or sessions If it was co-sponsored yeah, co-sponsored. yeah, co-sponsored, yeah,
5: co-sponsored,
2: okay. I'm just thinking now we're coming into a political year next year, so assume that we're going to maybe see voter something that should be broadly attended. I don't know, just trying to think of meeting room scenarios where we really do want really have public access. Robin's point was the difference between the meeting rooms and the library attendance. And- well,
0: and that sounds like a tool that would be available to you if someone said, I want to come to this meeting, say, so, let's see if we can set up streaming for you.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, like, virtual attendance is now right. kind of
3: you so. No other category of citizen, though,
6: is excluded, is that, isn't that correct? Unless you have been suspended by the library. So for right. the, the library, like I mean, that, felons of
3: other kinds that have, are out of jail can walk in without... That is correct. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just think it's there's a demonizing going on not that it, it, that many people who are convicted of this are people you don't want probably in the library, but it seems to me that there are probably some who, and the ones who might appeal would be ones you might want, uh, who, who, uh, who really sincerely want to be able to use the facilities that are being denied, uh, what other citizens have. I mean, they've paid their debt to society,
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh, except that they, of course, have to continue to be, in some sense, punished for the rest of their lives.
5: Well, we, we also historically had asked um, about the facilities in the city, such as parks and recreation buildings. I'm sorry, the- like, Such as the the parks and recreation buildings the, um, and, and what policies they were using, because again, you may have unsupervised children uh-huh. who are deemed to be vulnerable. Right. Um and our policy took that into consideration too when the last um edition was written.
3: So that anybody can use the.
5: They have limitations.
3: The, the same as here.
5: Um, I don't remember exactly what they are. I don't know if they've been revised since then, but there there's some commonalities that there are certain places where children congregate. They thought there it may not be appropriate.
3: I mean, I, I, I'm, I the, the what bothers me here is that there's no. That we have gone further than the code goes by saying that Ellsworth or whoever is director cannot make an exception to the general exclusion, and I don't I don't understand why that was done. Uh, I don't see the point of it.
5: I think it protects Ellsworth if we make
2: it's
3: that decision that. In
5: instead of him as the director. That's why he's done in the past by the director's request.
3: Oh yeah. Well, he, he can always bring it to the board. I have this request what do you think
2: and and we can call a board meeting we only need 24 hours right so it's not like if something did come up that needed a fast decision we could meet very quickly to make that decision
5: yeah i think that
0: where i struggle I, i actually completely agree with you on the general notion that we should not have lifetime punishments for most crimes but i just have a hard time figuring out then what guidelines would we provide to the library administrator to use in deciding when to make exceptions. It's almost like we would have to have a criteria. It seems like we'd have to have something other than, you know, leaving the library director to exercise their own uh, judgment and then take the responsibility for it. Um, So it.
2: I think the criteria, the more you spell out criteria though, um right. the more meat you give someone to argue with right. that criteria. And right. this and the reasons we do, it, it's not so much. I mean, yes, there's that lifelong issue, and it is a gray area. You know, it's it's an an, an effective way to treat it, an issue that is complex. However, um, you know, the research on it historically has told us that um that is not a struggle that someone can overcome easily really and so reoccurrence is highly likely and it opens up a whole legal basket i would be sure if it were to happen i would imagine with parks and rec that is a big concern they are held liable if that were to occur they would be sued um and so I can absolutely see the importance of that ambiguity in a way because it does, it creates the space for um, a more thorough consideration of the gray. So I don't think I would propose criteria as much as I would propose a process. There's a difference between policy and process. So perhaps a clarification of the process would still provide the ambiguity that is necessary for that kind of more complex consideration of individuals who do get coded that way because of maybe you know a relationship that you know, if it were to occur six months later would not be that problem. But I do also expect that that might not be as common an occurrence. So
0: yes, I think the policy, you know, without any detail says what the process is uh, for a, for a more thorough consideration of the issue just to bring it to the board. And I, I am kind of reassured by the notion that, um, at least in the case you told us about Robin, the person brought representation, the city, mm-hmm. city attorney was here to guide us. That person got their due process mm-hmm. at, that, at that meeting. So
6: other comments?
2: just i really have to stick with the code unfortunately it's my life right now i have to live with the law whether you like it or not (laughs) that's my current mantra um so i mean the code is pretty specific about libraries so it's kind of the bottom line there's only so much you can
6: do Another of our policies, the unattended children policy, lays the expectation that children under six must be accompanied between the children over six and use the facility. Um, assuming they're able to abide by the general guidelines on their own, um, and I think that's also I think it all kind of fits together. Um, we have multiple policies that speak to the expectation that adult caregivers are actively caring for their children. So again, especially that six and under, or others deemed more vulnerable, um, we we have an expectation that there are caregivers with them. So it's, it's hard to kind of bring together all the points that we have on the landscape. Um, another, I think this policy starts from a, a really heavy gray area anyway, because if you're coming in to use, to go to a meeting or to use something in the building, you really don't have to show ID for very much. So unless you were recognized as somebody who wrote this policy and you didn't disclose that, okay. um I mean it's there are the, the gray sort of surrounds and runs through this. Um so I, I think it's hard to decide how where do we put our line in a way that allows access, protects vulnerable populations and fulfills sort of that mission and vision most Fair, like the, in the most fair way we can. Um, it's hard to have a right answer. And with that said, we need an
0: answer. So <laughs> I'll invite a motion uh, to approve the
2: can you policy. That?
0: Okay. So moved. I'll second. Moved and seconded. Any further discussion? All right. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Right. Um, Any opposed? Say nay. I'll still say no. All right. I just want to quickly comment. That was a very good, useful discussion. So thank you all. Next item on the agenda is the FY23 Library Board of Trustees annual report memo. Um, each year we support and uh, provide an annual report to the city of what done. The staff has Provided us a draft. We looked at it last month. Are there any um, suggestions for changes to the um, report here.
2: Could someone remind me why we wanted to bring this back again? Was there something we were concerned about?
5: Was, questioning? Was, yeah. Okay. That
2: That's right. Meeting. We had a small meeting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Looks like people are pretty happy with it. <laughs> yep. Um, and I will invite a motion to approve the FY23 Library Board of Trustees annual report. Move. Second. All in favor. Aye. Um, Aye. Any opposed? Right. I did kind of want to debate the naming and recognition policy, but. You you. <laughs> yeah. wow, well, shoot. We already voted.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, right? it, right. <laughs>
0: which brings us to item five, staff
6: reports. So, sort of, right at the director's report, do you have yeah. stuff to add or um, not really? I mean this was pretty much the update. happy to answer questions. I know there's a lot of sort of a lot of information stuck in here this time. Um and I'm also planning to be um, away from the library for uh, a medical procedure from the 13th of September through the 4th of October. Um, and that's a little bit of time about planning coverage for that for those September meeting and things like that. So, uh, that's always awkward to decide do you put that in the written report? <laughs> <laughs> manage that in a public meeting, but sure. <laughs> that's the point. Be well and rest well.
0: Any questions for Alfred or any comments on the report? Okay. Uh, scroll, scroll. And so that brings us to Children's Services. Anything to add you your or no? We will start this week. Yay.
2: Okay we um, yeah, have um, um a Spanish bilingual children's assistant her mm-hmm. Um her name is Maryam She's the first person uh, in the city whose position required um her to speak Spanish. She is um, from Mexico and has lived here for the last seven years. In between um uh, applying, Jen and I, um she's gotten married and, um actually is now back in school she has her first degree but she is getting certified in french so she will be trilingual. She's wow. quite amazing and i'm so happy i'm very excited for um, she started my day i'm
6: very excited for oh that is exciting medics. and did a lot of work on the um sort of identifying options for language uh, for fluency testing and advocating with the city for how that should look um and i think we're really developing a model that feels strong and, and equitable and um, was a good experience so we've got that practice now and we can keep considering with jobs um how how that might best for work with the community other
2: department has talked to you and some have talked to me about mm-hmm. what it looked like so i think it'll be something that we'll see more in decisions throughout the city
0: we should have Anything else? Let's see, going collection services, questions or? And let's see, IT, we don't have IT, now, but if you have any questions, I'm sure. I'll try right to answer them. i try to answer Okay. Uh, next up is development workforce. Ricky, anything you'd like to tell us? Uh, the
2: only thing that I'll add is that we are going to be having a merchandise-heavy couple of months. Um, we have a t-shirt store open through Old Capital Printing until September 8th. Which features our staff T-shirt. um take a look. And it's in a and book, which was in high demand by the public saying, where are making get that shirt? So we decided to reopen um the printing of that in multiple colors and sweatshirts that's in good. the bag. I just got word that we sold 37 of those t-shirts mm-hmm. in about 17 bags. So, okay. so that's a nice that's a nice response. It's open till September eighth. And then um right after that store closes, and we'll be opening for the month of September through um, the first week of October, a Raybond store huh. um, to support the foundation. So um, I, I don't expect um, the numbers of the stores to you know, be risk shattering, but it's great promotion for the library. And I think it's great to see people wearing, wearing their support on their chest. Yeah. Where do you find that online
0: story?
2: I would be happy to send that out to the Board
0: yeah. all of Fellows. Yeah. Yeah. Katie, yeah. yeah. I did have a question for you. It's a little bit. A little bit weedy. Sure. Sorry, I didn't uh, warn you. In the budget, yes, Um there's a pass-through referenced around line 31, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what that where, where that was passing from and and to. So it's a fifty thousand dollar item. Yeah. Sorry, and that's only right.
2: really a placeholder number. It could be any number. <laughs> um, that uh, that's representative of funds that come through to fund the standard products of so the library. I see. And, you know okay. grant and it's specifically to buy books such gotcha. um, things
0: like that gotcha okay um the other thing and i can't point to a line but i got the impression that we were spending some reserve money this year or is that is that right
2: yeah i um, about that so the organization has actually been digging into reserve funds for a number of years and um, we just um, tried to present a budget that we thought was realistic and wanted to make sure that uh, if you we were just you know, upfront about the fact mm-hmm. that we had to um, dig into those reserve funds. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful that um, our efforts will be like well this year, and that we won't have to do that, but um, we felt that this budget was built to human scale for what our team was able mm-hmm.
0: to take on. Okay. Um, and so we didn't see a balance sheet. I think it's the reserve fund.
2: Um, well, we're going to be presenting all that information yeah. next month. So okay. you know, rather than giving cool. you characterization yeah. now, I, sure. I'd love to give you the exact information.
0: But the plan to stop spending from reserve involves uh, growing revenue, not cutting expenses. Is that uh,
2: that's
0: what it sounded like?
2: Um, well, we are uh, investing in uh, some things this year that we haven't invested in. Okay, so, so that'll um, come out in the next we're year. We're in great detail and sort of my board about whether we should... Um, you know reduce some of the spending in hopes of getting that balance sheet a little mm-hmm. closer to zero or profit, but we felt that it's pretty important to to um uh to take on some new work to help yeah. advance the organization yeah. so um so that some of that spending is perfect about that
0: okay so some of the spending is maybe one time to boost something yeah I I'm all for spending money to make money
2: and you'll be hearing I'm um, City Public Library Foundation Foundation hands on public radio starting on Tuesday. So, wow! Um, cool. I actually caught them as I was leaving. Well, That's wow, great. great. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent.
0: Thanks, Tom. Thank you, and love to see some of uh, the of these. T-shirt sales reporting next month, if possible. Yeah, that excited me. Yeah,
2: we'll um, we'll, we'll see what we can okay. get there for you.
0: I'm hoping to see a hockey stick, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to the president's report, um, and this seemed like an opportunity to quickly return to the city of literature uh, letters um, we we can't take action on in this meeting wasn't on the agenda. We could take action at our next meeting and John did say you know that we could sign on later um, that's one strategy if people felt uh, strongly we could have a special meeting it seems a lot smaller of a thing than we've had special meetings for in the past but we could do that. Could we have a special meeting that just followed this one? We have to announce it 24 <laughs> hours ahead. <day>. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> half. Yeah. I like, I like the way you're thinking. Oh, I like yeah. your Hudson <laughs> John. <laughs> I know I, I could take four meetings of the right? <laughs> yeah, three yeah. meetings.
2: All my meetings are special.
0: <laughs> I don't think
6: so. Mm-hmm. I think we would still have to have two would have to have five right. people there. You
0: still
5: would have to have even
6: well one items. I think so, but I can ask legal to be sure.
5: Uh, I mean, we wrote the bylaws. What did we say? <laughs> we COVID. <laughs> we the city changed the structure, but I thought we could do this. Yeah.
2: It's extremely timely. I would love. We're willing to. I would be happy to.
5: Maybe
0: afternoon. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. Social yeah. Social meetings are five minutes in length. Yeah. Right. yeah. 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 We'll it's have five one I'm Cut
0: down five here. Minutes. Yeah. Yep. And okay. we cool. only and we only need five people to to be here. Yeah. So yeah. mm-hmm.
6: uh, do we uh, want to set a time for it now? Mm-hmm. Really uh, we will be happy to try. To try that? That? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. tomorrow. Oh, sorry. Six o'clock tomorrow.
2: Okay. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe twenty-four hours. But can't yeah, do it
5: tomorrow. Do we want to have discussion first and see if the whole board is in support of the letter?
0: Oh, the agenda Can <laughs> <funny>. we <laughs> if
2: we need a meeting
0: or not? We we probably shouldn't. I'd probably be doing business that's not on the agenda. I don't have a motion to discuss that
2: special meeting. We, yeah,
0: I think okay. discussion should occur at the special meeting. Um,
2: I have no life. I'm free any evening next week.
5: <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. He'll be here soon. <laughs> I, I know he'll be here soon. <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> so I think about it. Um Monday at our regular five o'clock time, Monday the 28th. I won't be here. I teach them. Tuesday the 29th. I could be here the Monday, but not the Tuesday. <laughs>
2: right. Well, who can be here Monday?
0: Yeah, who can be here Monday? Monday Doodle poll. Monday. Five o'clock Monday. As long as we get <laughs> five of us here. Evening.
2: I don't know <laughs> I can do
0: that. Actually, I you know the lessons haven't started yet. So, <laughs> Mondays are still open. Yeah. Let me see a sharing sure for happy. how many people can be sure to be here. I can be sure. I might bring three. Sure I'll sure. sure sure. okay. yeah. 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 Okay. So, so seeing oh, that, Claire, if you can't get. Okay. Okay.
2: So, my, your children are independent enough that you could. Yeah. Probably have them read a book somewhere. Mine is not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: even you know,
2: even 3 always said know. she can come. We'll just yeah. pass her around. Yeah. yeah. She does. She's have, probably not that young and snugly anymore, is she? Uh, Disrupted. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> really, really a walk walk body. body. Hugs the whole time. Mm-hmm. They just like
0: worship your very existence. Oh, I have my
2: sixteen-month-old, my tiny teenager, who charges around with a block to her ear like she's doing business. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> that's adorable. Shattering so I'm turning eighteen in November, so I'm just like disruptive yes,
0: at best <laughs> okay so I will offer the president's report continuing um I did want to just make um one suggestion probably uh, for all of us board members uh, before I do that um, the main activity as board president that I was involved in since our last meeting was helping to Lucy um you know these policies, that we review. We review them at the end of the process. Um, and um, we have the opportunity as board members to look out a couple of months. Uh, it's on the agenda and see what policies are uh, and provide input through Ellsworth to the process at the front end. Um, and I think that if there's something in a policy that seems um, you know, like it really deserves attention. That's probably a good idea to be looking out a couple of months and, uh, just reading through the policy. Um, there, there's one that came up recently that we approved not long ago. Um, then now that I look at it, I'm like, oh, that could use some, some discussion at the staff level. Um, but I didn't say anything. So, uh, that's just, just an encouragement. And the other thing I would encourage on the policy front is, um, since I became uh, president of the board, um, uh, I've been realizing that three years, I can't remember a policy for three years. And there's a few that just in my public advocacy for the library, I should know about. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been, you know, more often rereading things like the circulation card and the collection development and things like that, that the public care about, because I, I do kind of make a point, uh, when people, when I meet people and they say, well, "What do you do?" I'm telling them that I'm on this board, and then they have questions. So um, it's a good opportunity for us to be advocates for the, mm-hmm. the library. That's the end of my report. Are there any announcements from announcements from members?
2: I noticed the new clock. I don't know how long it's been here, but I remember those are ridiculously expensive. Products, so it's exciting to see it here. Yeah.
6: <laughs> There's been a lot of positive feedback, a lot of positive feedback for the community. Um originally the expectation was thirty thousand, but mm-hmm. there was a equipment change in the middle and it went down a little bit. So the actual expenditure was a little a less, less
2: than
6: expected. But I love a it, deal. It's amazing <laughs> how we had all acclimated to them not sinking, and <laughs> now that they're back, it's really awesome to walk through the building, and it's like, it really is that. Wait, wait.
0: Mm-hmm. You said there were multiple positive comments from the community?
6: Yeah. So yeah. there were people, people were noticing Yeah, us. I mean, wow. Catch the bus. That's good. Good. Was catch the bus. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. might have a class uh, or to workshop, but also we have a lot of supervisors. Uh, um, and uh, sometimes people, um, there, there's certain documentation that has to happen of when they're aware, things like that. And, not I having see. it was a it was a bigger deal than just sort of an irritation. Um, <laughs> so I mean, I'm glad that it's um updated. and yeah, I think we're hoping that these if these last as long as the old ones did, we're in good shape. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ryan, I I you a little.
2: Um, the um, School of Library and Information Science and the Iowa City Public Library are collaborating. On bringing um, Dr. Andre Brock, who used to be a professor here at the University of Iowa, he will be presenting um, here at the library on um, September twentieth, um, six to eight, and there will be a lovely reception also. Mm-hmm. So, mark your calendars. His um, talk is called "Black Online Culture: Black Fishing and Digital Blackface," um, and it's going to be. Um, for teens and families. And so I think it's going to be really exciting. So that's the September 20th from 6 to 8 here at the Public Library.
0: Great, thank you.
2: Any other
4: announcements? I will share, um, kind of reminded me, I will be presenting with uh, my friend and I've worked with a lot, Carolyn Colvin, here at the library on September 15th, um, with um, uh, talking about our West Liberty citizenship. Uh, program, I believe that's five o'clock. I was trying to trying to dig up the email real quickly. Uh, Six p.m. here uh, downstairs, and it is uh, part of uh, welcoming. So, did you say September fifteenth? 15? September fifteenth is a Friday, yes, sir.
3: Excellent. I
0: a new group of sponsorship with the city foreign relations. Yes. excellent. Any other announcements?
2: That's the most announcements we've ever had from the business. I know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Since the you month, said, you the to, zero.
2: said you wanted to make the meetings longer, so. I, <laughs> I, I said
0: <laughs> maybe richer." or... Um, uh, no, was the one. Cliff Notes we took. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> That's what I took. Okay. That's That's the
0: last that. that was last month. That yeah. <laughs> Uh, that does bring us to committee reports and uh, the foundation. I'm sorry, I can never remember who the foundation committee members are these days. Thank you. Anything to report there? I think of anything. The agenda mentions that the MOU yeah. was done.
2: MOU was done. Um, the board. Um, generally approves that mou right. uh, without as much scrutiny as the the budget of the organization because that's the purpose of our organization is to support the library. Right. So, um, there's a lot of confidence in 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 that line item. And there wasn't any changes from your ears. Okay. What's
1: that? The mission and uh, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. The board is yes, very involved in that. I a, a lot. Yeah.
0: Involved. All right, um communications were included in the packet and we have reached the consent agenda um which is approval of the minutes sorry just give something is there a vote on the it does not say that we need it and it on okay. consent
2: I'm aware that you need to sign it
0: right but
5: okay. I don't know I don't, uh, I don't know about that vote.
0: I don't see that. No, but we both were covered. Right. Well, we might as well vote. I love
5: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, now, yeah, so the MOU basically just calls for a transfer of 117.5, uh, I think, uh, which is the same number that you know, has been in the past in a big spec. So I have a uh, motion to um, approve the MOU between the Friends Foundation and ICPL. So moved. So moved. Second. Second. All in favor, I okay. uh, opposed, okay. Um, so that brings us to the consent agenda, uh, which involves uh, so approving the minutes and the disbursements. A motion to approve the consent agenda? Second. Claire, and a second? Second. And oh, <laughs> all in favor? Uh, Any opposed? Okay. So the last thing we have to do is set the agenda for the September meeting, which like we've got budget discussion, policies, the art advisory committee, and discussion rooms, and the department the reports from adult services and community access services.
2: Yeah. Discussion rooms are those different from meeting rooms? Those are the, the small rooms. Here, yeah. okay. okay. Just
0: checking. I so. Yep. Yeah. And just uh, apropos of what I said a moment ago, in October, we'll be doing free materials distributions. If you want to look ahead of that. So if you have any thoughts about free? So I don't know that did we have to prove that or do we just say it's set? I
2: think we just said
0: it. It I is set.
2: It. <laughs> uh, <laughs> having reached
0: the end of the uh, agenda, the return, mm-hmm. thank you all. For <laughs> and mm-hmm.